Buenos dias, campistas. It's your Camp AV director, Danny, here. Con los anuncios de la mañana. Tonight at 7 p.m., we'll be hosting our bi-weekly salsa dancing class in the mess hall. Camp counselor Eugene would like to remind everyone that his two left feet are indeed genetic, so please do not make fun of him. Also, campers, be sure to tune into this week's episode of the Camp Walk Along Wire. Your camp counselors have made their way to the border between Mexico and New Mexico and have officially begun their thru-hike of the Continental Divide Trail. Listen in to find out which counselor ate the most Tex-Mex food after their first week on the trail. That's all for now, campers. Remember to perform regular tick checks. Y tengan todos un día fantástico de walk-along. Over mountains, high through rivers strong. Make new friends and sing new songs. So tie your shoes, we're hiking through. Here at Camp Walk-Along. Howdy, campers, and welcome to the Camp Walk-Along Wire. It's your good old pal, Camp Director Bison, coming to you live outside the Lordsburg Public Library, just on mile 84 of the Continental Divide Trail. I'm sitting out here with the two best camp counselors this side of the divide. I've got Camp Counselor Marky. Howdy, Bison. And I got Camp Counselor Dalto. Howdy there, Mr. Bison. I don't know about you guys, this town could not have come at a greater time. Dalto, how many calories do you think you've consumed since you've been in town? Well, the first thing I ate, so if you guys can picture a burrito from Chipotle, imagine a, a burrito that is two of those, and then there's still a little more. So I would say it was a solid, I'm gonna go, it was about 2,500 calories. I ordered a regular burrito, and then I also finished off uh, the last of Bison's, uh, what was it, taquitos? There's a familiar sound I've heard many times this week, and uh, that has been the sound of Marky going, hey, uh, are you gonna finish that? Uh, yeah, do you need me to eat my help finishing that right now? Campers, once again, I have not developed the ability to talk twice <laughs> at the same time. I know that those were incredible impressions of me, but uh, I would like to say that that was not in fact me saying those. However, I did say that at camp time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say I've probably gotten a lot of my calories too. Like I had a, a chimichanga at supper last night, followed by like, I think I had like five sodas. Like I just kept refilling and it wasn't even, it was flat. Like there was no carbonation. I did not care. I was just <laughs> sipping down root beers like it was my job. I feel like a black hole. Like I feel like whatever I eat, it just, it doesn't matter. I was uncomfortably full afterwards and yet still ended up eating a king size, like Reese's something or other bar. And it, 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 I cannot be satiated. We're in a new state. We're starting off New Mexico and we're gonna start every state the same way. And that's with Marky's Geography Corner. All right, welcome to Marky's Geography Corner. So we're gonna start with a little bit of state info and then we're gonna get into some of the emblems of New Mexico. This is pulled from Wikipedia and edited for uh, conciseness. New Mexico is a state in the southwestern United States. Its capital is Santa Fe, while its largest city is Albuquerque. It is one of the mountain states and shares the Four Corners region with Utah, Colorado, and Arizona. New Mexico is the 36th largest state by population, the fifth largest by square mileage, and the sixth least densely populated. So it's, it's, it is the fifth largest state by area. Yes and it is the sixth least densely populated. In terms of population density, it's got the sixth most least population density. No, that's perfect. Campers, you got that. Fifth most populously dense, sixth least <laughs> area population. All right, jumping back in. How many more paragraphs do you have with this, Marky? Two. Oh, shit. 
shit. Okay. Northern and eastern New Mexico exhibit a colder alpine climate, while western and southern New Mexico, which is where we started, exhibit a warmer arid climate. Fun fact, New Mexico was named more than 250 years before the country of Mexico was established. All right, so I've got a, I've got a strange obsession with uh, state emblems. Yeah, campers... So Marky and I went on a backpacking trip a couple winters ago, and it was a six-hour drive from the place we were backpacking back to Marky's house. He spent the entire six hours reading official state emblems off of Wikipedia articles. And you think, oh, that's probably interesting. And yes, it was for like the first mm, 15 minutes, but then he continued for another five hours and 45 minutes. I have heard every official state song, movie, food, everything. Okay, so, so my obsession with how this works began with the question, who decides this? When a state is formed, do they all just like, okay, cool, we got like a checklist of things that we got to figure out bird, tree, flower. So no, what actually happens is that the state emblems are decided through legislature. You can make anything the official state anything. So you hear that campers, write into your state legislator today, vote Markey, official state Markey, whatever state you live in. We're gonna get you up there, Markey. You're gonna be the official state Marcus of some state, thanks to one of our campers. There's generally some uniformity to a lot of state emblems, but sometimes there are some interesting ones that are explicitly just in one state. Are there any interesting ones for New Mexico? In fact, here we go. The state motto of New Mexico, it grows as it goes. The official state nickname is the Land of Enchantment. The state slogan is everybody is somebody in New Mexico. So take that as you will. I will. I'll take that as it grows. To the best of my knowledge, there's only one state that has an official state question, and that's New Mexico. And the official state question is red or green. Referring to what? That would be referring to red or green chilies. Red or green, the official state question. I can't imagine there's an official state answer. In fact, there is. (laughs) The official state answer is red and green, or you can also say Christmas, a combination of both red and green chili sauce. So I had some green chili in Santa Fe. We stopped at a little diner in Santa Fe and I got some green chili and it was real good. So we need to get some red. Yeah, we need need to try out this red. Catch up on that red. The official state song, Oh Fair New Mexico, state flower, the yucca flower, the tree, the two-needle pinon pine, the official state fish, the Rio Grande cutthroat trout, official state insect, let me know if you have any nightmares after I tell you about this, the tarantula wasp. I did not look up a picture of this because I did not want to know what it looked like. Well, I was talking to I was talking to Darwin and he was saying he pointed one out. He goes, "If you ever see one of those, stay away cuz basically this thing I mean, I'm assuming this is the exact same thing. It it will like sting a tarantula and lay its eggs in its like thorax, kind of like the movie Alien. Yeah, that's terrifying. That is badass. However, I don't have a context for like other states. I mean, we will learn about some other state insects as we go through them. I will say this one is probably the closest to whatever any any generic Australian bug is. The official state gem, turquoise. We got three more and you're gonna love these last three. The official state guitar of New Mexico is the pimento. The official state tie. The bolo tie. That is in fact correct. Bison, do you own a bolo tie? I own a couple bolo ties. I have a bolo as well, inherited from my great uncle. Uh, Shout out to my great uncle, rest in peace. RIP, great uncle. We love you, great uncle. I'm going to go ahead and jump in there and tell everybody that the official state aircraft of New Mexico is 
the hot air balloon. That is correct. Yeah, they have the uh, they have the big hot air balloon festival in Albuquerque every year. It's supposed to be gorgeous. Yeah, that is something I would definitely like to see at some point in my life. That sounds cool. Well, Marky, please tell me you have another four or five paragraphs of state facts. In fact, I do not. This is the closing of the inaugural segment of Marky's Geography Corner. Mark has uh, been so kind as to untie us and uh, stop <laughs> force-feeding facts to us. So I think we're going to take a little break and see you in a second. Attention campers, a reminder that this Friday marks the beginning of Parents Weekend. So whoever stole the letters from the sign for the glass-blowing pavilion, please return them by Thursday. That is all. Welcome back, campers. Fellas. We are, uh, we're in town. We've had a week on trail. So y'all are pretty much already through hikers at this point, right? Yeah, I don't think that there's anything else that I can learn from this. Well, I gotta ask, first things first. So you've been on there five days. Is it what you thought it was gonna be? What's, what, what is unexpected? What did you, what is expected? What's different than you thought it was gonna be? Give me your thoughts. I think the unexpected thing I like the most. So we started out with a group of like eight. Yeah, they all they all came down in our shuttle with us. We've all kind of traveled together the whole time, more or less. Like we don't stick together during the day, but we more or less camp or see each other or have have lunch uh, together almost every day. Yeah, except for that that first night where we the three of us camped solo, we pretty much had a, a group hang, pretty much a group camp every night of like six, seven people. Yeah, and that uh, I I just like that kind of like it feels like we're in like a moving town. Like yeah. it's the same. We see the same people every day, but we're just fifteen to twenty miles further along the road. I really like that. That's the thing I didn't expect. That's been pretty cool. Yeah, I had to keep reminding myself that this is not going to be the group that we're going to see the entirety of the time on the trail, and it's probably just going to be this week that we are very regularly with this one group of people. I've heard horror stories for years. I guess not horror stories, but like people talking about how, yeah, once you get on the CDT, you're gonna be, you're not gonna see anybody. You might not see people for weeks at a time. We've we've literally not been able to, like, avoid people. We've had, I mean, a lot of folks that we like. We've had a core group of I would say probably six, seven, eight people that we've seen on and on and off throughout the whole time. And then like we've also seen probably four or five other folks that we just kind of run into once, and then I'm sure we'll see again down the trail. But now that we're in town, it's everything kind of accordions up at all everything kind of everybody stops together in town and it compresses for a little bit and everyone's there and then everyone kind of drifts out like some folks that we that we rolled in with left last night we're moving this afternoon we have a couple of buddies who are staying in town for an extra night because they're they're nursing swollen ankles and swollen knees so they're they're take they're going to be leaving tomorrow morning that's something that was for sure a surprise to me is the absolute number of folks. Um, I'll tell you another thing that was a surprise to me is I I was promised that we would be drinking almost entirely out of gross algae-filled, horse manure-filled watering troughs. And so far, so far, we've done we've done a week. We've done a week. We've done the whole trail. No, but so far the water has been spectacular. So we've had there was there's five water caches of that long trail that volunteers have been maintaining. We for sure could have done the entire trail so far just on those water caches. But even so, there were two different like cisterns, big big water tanks just kind of out on this bureau of land management land um, that we could have gotten and like it was fresh and clean and tasty and I mean, we filtered it because we don't want to be pooping our brains out just yet, but... Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, no, I went to the bathroom after you did this morning. You, you're you're well on your way. <laughs> I went to the bathroom after both of you this morning, and it was not pleasant. I will say, too, the folks who drove us down in the shuttle, 
did say that this is probably like their biggest year so far for the CDT. I think it definitely has to do with the no-gos from last year, the uh, people who didn't get to do it in 2020, just adding on to the people who decided to do it this year. So you kind of almost have two years at once. She said she thinks this will probably be the biggest class. So, so far, save this last day hiking into town, it's been pretty flat. It's been, it's been more or less, you're just hiking, I mean, really, truly just hiking through the desert. There's cacti and sagebrush and all kinds of weird scraggly plants that want to scrape you up. But other than that, like, you're just kind of going flat. And so you'll be on trail and you'll be hiking, 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 just doing your own thing. It's kind of in your head. And all of a sudden you'll look down and be like, oh, shit, this is not the trail. And you kind of look around, you don't see it anywhere because there's all these, like, there's these cattle trails and there's washes that go through that look like the trail. That's happened several times so far. But other than that, like we haven't had any crazy reroutes so far. We do have a closure coming up though. Like one, 118, something like that. There, It's closed for four miles. There is like a wraparound where we're trying to figure out if we want to do that or do a highway walk. And Delta's trying to figure out, I think we should just wing it. Just kind of walk up and figure it out. <laughs> figure it out as we go along. But no, but we, we've been told we actually hit some trees in this next section of trail we're very excited about. We're actually gonna have some tree cover. I think there's been about three trees in total in the desert so far. And you can always find those trees because you walk up and there's like 10 people huddled underneath it, savoring the a little bit of shade there is. Another thing I, I didn't uh, necessarily conceive of is just kind of like the schedule each day. We've kind of ended up a lot of times either having a, a little siesta at the cash boxes or camping at the cash boxes. What do you mean by siesta? So like midday, usually when we've done, I don't know, somewhere between like eight and 12 miles usually, we stop, there's usually a cash box and we'll, we'll usually see a bunch of silver umbrellas <laughs> in the middle of the desert. It also makes it easier to follow some trail because you look off in the distance and see like a little bobbing, shining beacon. But yeah, no, we'll stop at like midday because it'll be, noon to three o'clock, it's just so hot. And you can't just like walk for like, I mean, you, you can't, you don't necessarily want to walk for for 10 straight hours. Yeah, and then pretty much like what, three, four in the afternoon, we take off and hike until about sundown. A couple nights ago, we pulled out, we pulled our biggest day so far, a 19.5. So Dalto, I was, I was getting, I'm gonna tell you right now, I was getting a little nervous. So all morning you were like, my knee is hurting, it was swelling. And you were like, you were real hobbling. I was like, oh no, this could be real bad. And then we still, we stopped for like what, 12, 13 miles in at the first water cache. And you're sitting there and he's just like, campers, Delta, Delta looks in, in a bad way. But what, you sat there and you, you made yourself some food and you, you popped your blister? Well, we stopped for lunch and then we stopped again at, at a tree. And I think that was actually the, the magic trick that got me the rest of the way. And then Delta pops up, he's like, Let's do it. Let's go. Let's make it all the way to the next water cache. I got a weird second wind. Just like, I don't know, my, my legs probably just stopped feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I give campers a uh, just kind of a, a daily miles that we did? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Okay, so on day one, so from the Crazy Cook Monument, uh, we walked about 14-ish miles. Went a little bit past that first cache, which was at about mile 13, I think. And then we walked a little bit more to uh, our campsite. Day two, we did about 17-ish miles. About the same thing, going to the next water cache, then going a little bit further back. Day three, 18.5-ish miles. So, you know, we've gradually been increasing. And then day four, yeah, 19.6 miles, the biggest day yet. And then day five, uh, which was yesterday as of this recording, 14.3 uh, miles. And that got us all the way back to Lordsburg, New Mexico. Well, so you don't have to save much back because you know like, well, tonight, uh, at the very least, I'm going into town. I'm going to eat some like hot food that's not like rehydrated and I didn't have to make myself or I can get a soda pop. Speaking of soda pop, 
Gang, we had our first trail magic. Yeah, so we were, what, that was day three, I think? Yeah. We were just going through. It was actually just after the water cache, and uh, we see a whole bunch of hikers all stopped up ahead, and there wasn't, like, a sign. There wasn't real. I was like, why is everyone stopping? And all of a sudden, we roll up on this sign that says trail trail magic ahead, and then we, we get up there, and we meet this dude, Apple, and Apple is just chilling there in the middle of the desert with a cooler full of Gatorade and Cherry Coke. I also had four, like, really above-average camp chairs set up. I have to ask you, Dalto, have you ever had a Coca-Cola as tasty as the one you drank in that moment? No, I don't even like soda that much, and uh, I was never happier to see a Coke. But yeah, it was really it was really welcome. It was really cool. And Apple was super cool. The The trail angel that was out there that brought her stuff out, that was like his thing he did. He said like for the last 19 years, he just like goes around to all the trails. Be a trail angel. I've done it a couple times and it's super fun, super rewarding. Plus you just get to, get to meet all kinds of stinky, wonderful people like us. We did uh, We did get a message too. Uh, I am an avid fantasy sports person, the fantasy baseball and football and all that. And uh, one of the dudes from one of my leagues who I've actually never met, he's like one of my friend's friends, uh, messaged us and he lives in New Mexico and wants to come do some trail magic for us. So shout out to Kelp Green Chilies if you're listening. Well, gang, I know that uh, all that hiking has definitely taken our toll on our bodies. So mm -hmm. I think it's, I think we need to take a little swing by the infirmary. Welcome to the infirmary. What's up? Good to be here. Oh, we've been taking our zero. We're, we're heading on a little bit, but I know we've, we've all been feeling a little creaky. I'll go ahead and, and start out. I can tell you probably halfway through day two, I was getting a little nervous because my my right knee and my left like hip flexor were, were just getting just sore as all hell. Like I was just, I was, I was definitely hobbling a little. I was getting kind of nervous. I was like, I can't, I can't be, be hurting this early but eventually i don't i won't say it went away but everything else kind of rose to the same level of hurt so now instead of me feeling that isolated pain in my knee and my hips um, just kind of like my waist on down is in a constant numbing soreness my biggest injury this this last stretch and probably the thing that is for real going to send me in the infirmary is caused by my lack of uh, wanting to wear sunscreen marky and dalto every day have told me that i just look cute as a button, but also red as a tomato. I have a, you can see my, my a deep V is, is, it looks like I'm wearing a, a white V-neck t-shirt right now because I am pretty much, uh, I'm bronze from like elbow down and you can see the V from my open shirt and uh, my chest hair is peeling. I kept reminding you that you have a top button on your shirt and yet you continually seem to uh, forget that fact. Well, Marky, you told me to put on sunscreen, so I wore sunscreen two of the days. But hey, ostensibly I've been wearing long sleeves and long pants. Uh, if my mother is listening, I have been better. I will be better for everyone else. <laughs> Vicky, we're doing everything we can. Bison, why were your fingers crossed while you were saying that? Shut up, Marky. <laughs> That's enough. You guys don't need to hear any more about my injuries. Marky, Dalto, how you been feeling? What are, what are your ails? I think I think I was I was doing the worst of the three of us the last day or two, probably because of that 19, that hurt. After, my knees were really swollen. Like I was icing them last night and that helped quite a bit, but then you could like see a weird divot where the ice <laughs> had been sitting. So I don't know what that means. Delta's knees last night when we rolled into the hotel legit looked like grapefruits. I iced them, I think two or three times and that definitely helped a lot. I also was able to treat, I have quite a few blisters on my feet. I'd say I have one, two, three, four, five, I have at least seven or eight on my feet. Uh, most of which are like 
almost gone, but uh, not fun to deal with either. Well, then we both took, a, we got to take a nice, a nice soak in the bathtub. Thank you, bathtub. I forgot the word bathtub. We got to take a nice soak in the bathtub. We, we found some Epsom salts in one of the hiker boxes and we, we, got to, uh, we got to soak up and recoup. How about you, Marky? How are you feeling? I think I, starting out of the three of us, I think I was doing just best overall. I was getting blisters on day one and day two. Day one, we were just like walking over pure rocks almost the entire 13 miles. But yeah, once we once we did that 19 mile day, I had started to like eat a little bit less just to like make sure my food lasted up until we got back to Lordsburg. And then that's when I started to feel it. So I, actually when Dalto got that like second wind on the really long day, I was probably at my like most not wanting to keep walking. Sorry. I mean, really, it wasn't even because I was like hurting too bad. It was more just like uh, I didn't have enough fuel. Day four and five, that's when I really started to feel tight in my tendons. And I would say that's probably where the majority of my complaint has lied so far. Oh, for sure. And I think as the days have gone on and we realize that we are getting sore and sore, we've definitely been a little bit more mindful of stretching. Yeah, mindful, intentional about doing our, our stretches a few times a day. And I, I mean, I know this, this day in town has been just manna from heaven. We've been, it's been really a, a integral healing experience. Well, here's hoping none of those injuries get too much worse. Uh, we're about out of time today, campers, but before we close out the wire, quick check-in with Marky, a little Marky's mini poop logs. All right, uh, so yeah, we got to all use the Kulo Cleans for the first time this week, and I got to tell you guys, big, big fan. The Kulo Clean, our backcountry bidet, mm -hmm. keeping us fresh and not swampy. Uh, yeah, so I, I used it the first day, probably about halfway through our hike for that day. We got picked up at about 6 in the morning, and so there wasn't a whole lot of time to take care of business. I learned right away, best practice, aim from behind. Don't aim from under you, because of that water that's going to run down your body and then you're gonna get your uh, you're gonna get your toilet water all over your hand. Marky, I I I don't know, but I've been squirting from the front. I've been going front to the back, um, but that's also because when I'm out there uh, when I'm out there taking care of business, I porky pig it. I go no pants, <laughs> and I don't have to worry about any mess. Because here's the thing: I always end up peeing on my pants anyway when I <laughs> when I when I don't take them completely off. So I pretty much just at least swing them off one leg so I can get them out of the 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 direction of. That's not what I wanted to say, but I'm going to leave it. Well, Bison, I also, in addition to that, I want to add, if you wouldn't mind putting your pants back on before you come back to the rest of us. If you could put your pants on right now. I have to wear pants five days a week. Just give me my weekends to be pantsless. No. Well, Marky, I know with how much you've loved, loved using your Kulo Clean, and as have I, as have Dalto, I bet you can't wait to continue using it for the rest of the trail. Ooh, yeah, this is a real... Uh, Tale, Tale of Two, of two Cities City. segment of Marky's Poop Log. Yeah, so <laughs> Tale of Two Shitties. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the best of times because I love this thing. And it was the worst of times because I've already lost it. Marky! I didn't think that I was going to be the first person to lose something. Yeah, I and I, I, I know the exact time that I probably lost it too. It was when uh, I, I, I went to go take care of business behind one of the three trees that we saw. <laughs> And uh, I heard you guys singing happy birthday to Machine. Machine is uh, one of a uh, fellow through hikers who has joined our little group. Yeah, I, I guess when I was just putting everything back in my little bag, 
my backcountry bidet must have fallen out and I didn't notice. It's it's hard with those things you love that, you know, you got to appreciate them while they're there. I'm, I'm reminded of a poem by Bobby Frost. It's just to say, uh, nothing gold can stay. So I'm sorry. Maybe maybe we can change it. Nothing gold bidet. Well, campers, we're about to wrap up our, our first on-trail episode of the Camp Walk Along Wire. But before, we got a camper question. Delta, you got a camper question for us? I do. This question is from camper Didi Tada. I don't know. That's uh, Glenn. I worked with him. Okay, cool. Glenn, would you discuss how you chose the gear you will carry? Essential versus lightweight, which I think is an interesting question to answer actually like after a week on trail. Had some time to like use the stuff and evaluate it. Did you guys have any takeaways? I've already kind of streamlined my pack a little. There's a couple of things that I dropped. There's a couple of things I had to grab, like I did not have any camp shoes, and I thought, oh, I can, I can be fine. I'll, I'll just wear my, my regular shoes. But I forgot that every time we stop for a break, like it's, it's really great to be able to take those shoes off and let your, let those tootsies air out. And so I, I don't want to have to walk around barefoot, especially with cacti, prong, prongs. What do you call them? Spines, needles. Pokey boys. Yeah, I don't want to get a, a cactus needle through the foot. So I, I went to the old Dollar General, got myself a pair of knockoff foam Birkenstocks. Even more so than that, I've, I've definitely rearranged where everything goes in my pack and trying to streamline that. But the nice thing is so a lot of the stuff that I didn't have that I really needed, I could drop off or grab from the the hiker box. We, there's a campers, if you know what a hiker box is, so at our, at our hotel, and you'll find these in a lot of hotels near trail towns or post offices or gear shops. Generally places where you'll find a lot of hikers on long trails are these, these boxes called hiker boxes, which are kind of, it's like take something, leave something. If you don't need some gear, you can drop it off in there. If you do need something, you can grab it out of there. I know Dalto, I think you grabbed some medical tape, some Luco tape, so you could tape up your, your knee. I ditched some mashed potatoes in lieu of uh, some like chana masala, easy choice. There was a fresh razor. Somebody bought like a three pack of razors and left the other two in there. So I grabbed a fresh razor, got to shave my neckline, make my beard look super fresh for trail. I've I've at least done a through hike before, so I kind of knew what I was doing going in. Are you guys happy with the choices you've made so far? Um, for me, it's been like, I think the thing I've discovered most about the first week was food because I've never done a trip where I had to like source food for this long without being able to like swing back and pick some up or something like that. So kind of figuring out like how I want to eat and what I eat, which is not really like a gear question, but it is a fuel question. And I just, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't have enough snacks. I had too many meals. So like I was able to kind of balance that out and figure out how much I'd want to eat when I'm hiking, walking 50,000 steps. Yeah, it's, it's definitely easier to stay fueled and stay like energized if you're kind of consistently eating. But if you go out there with all meals you have to cook, it's, it's, you don't want to stop every half hour, 45 minutes to be able to cook something up. But if you just have like a whole mess of different granola bars and candy and whatever snacks, you can just munch along the way. It'll help kind of keep you consistently fueled. What about you, Marky? Well, I'm currently one bidet lighter. That's about it. <laughs> All right, campers. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Glenn, for that question. We'll be sending you a official Camp Walk Along sticker in the mail. Hi, Glenn. I miss you. Shout out to our social media gal, Anna, Anna. who will be helping us get those stickers out to you folks. If any of you have a question for any of our camp counselors out here, you can always send them to us your email. That's campwalkalong at gmail.com. C-A-M-P-W-A-L-K-A-L-O-N-G at gmail.com. Or feel free to direct message us via Instagram. And so ends 
Another week of the Camp Walk Along Wire for the latest and greatest in Camp Walk Along news. You can find us on Instagram at Camp Walk Along. I'm your Camp Director Bison. You can find me on Instagram at Reverend Bison. That's R E V E R E N D B I S O N. Camp Counselor Marky at Marcus Carroll S M. That's M A R C U S C A R R O L L S M. And mine is Andrew underscore K D K D. Not as in Kevin Dalton, who is my father, but Kevin Dalton, which is also my middle and last name. Well, from all of us here at Camp Walk Along, thank you for tuning in with us. And hey, we're going on a walk. You want to walk along? See you all next week for another installment of the Camp Walk Along Wire. Our counselors make their way through the Gila River, dip into some hot springs, and find out just how many hikers can fit in one hotel room. Campers, you should know that our counselors love to answer questions. If you have a burning hot potato of a query, feel free to DM us on our Instagram at Camp Walk Along. That's C-A-M-P-W-A-L-K-A-L-O-N-G or send us an email at campwalkalong at gmail.com. If your question is featured, we'll also follow up to ensure you receive a complimentary Camp Walk Along Wire sticker. Check us out on social media and let us know about your most recent camp shenanigans. Likewise, we keep the camp lights on through the generous feedback of listeners like you. Go ahead, subscribe to the podcast at your streaming platform of choice and leave a rating. Your feedback helps us keep the camp in tip-top condition. If you're feeling extra generous, financial contributions can be made at anchor.fm slash camp dash walkalong. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M using the support function. Help Camp Counselor Markey replace his Kulo clean. The Camp Walkalong Wire is brought to you by our treasured camp staff, spread out all across the United States. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Salmon House and the following contributors. Mixing and mastering by Camp AV Director Danny Delaney. Original music by Camp Composer, Counselor Ube. Bugle calls performed by Camp Bugler, Tommy Delaney. Original artwork by Camp Artisan, Erlon Vasquez. Camper Outreach by Counselor Anna. And additional edits by me. Camp Historian, Andrew Bookworm Nalen. Campers, we're on the trail now, and everything is fresh and new, difficult and wonderful. Even in our first week, our counselors have been tested in their own self-awareness, forced to take breaks, to rest, and to decide when it's really worthwhile to push forward. Everything, especially during a thru-hike, is a process. But I think we can all relate to that feeling of taking on a monumental new task, like a new job or project, and wanting to take the whole thing on without rest. Hiking is not sprinting, though, and hubris is almost always repaid in kind. With age comes some kind of wisdom, and as our counselors have demonstrated, they are already learning the curious rhythms of the desert, when to rest and when to push. A Chinese proverb from Lao Tzu suggests, A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. It's worth remembering that this is also true for a journey of 3,000 miles. For now, take a breath, rest your legs, and stretch. The trail is still there, waiting for your next step. 
from Camp Walkalong, this is your Camp Historian Bookworm, wishing you clean socks, easy hitches, and a warm fire, wherever you may be.